0: What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to episode 148 of Mr. Benfica. I'm your host tonight, as always, the Mr. Mike Agostinho, and it is Halloween night here on the east coast of the United States. Happy Halloween to everyone who celebrates. And it was trick or treat for Benfica this weekend at the Stadio de Luz hosting Group Sportive Chaves. As Benfica beat the Traj 5-0 in front of another packed house at the Stadio de Luge. We'll talk about that in just a moment. As Benfica's fine form continues through the through these the month of October as it's now over, basically. Uh, another month unbeaten. We're up to 21 matches without a defeat for the Glorioso right now. The total attendance on Saturday was fifty-four thousand nine hundred and ninety at the Louge for the visit from Shavsh. Uh Just a fantastic run of form, and later in the show we'll listen to some words from Roger Schmidt in the post-game presser where he talks about it, and you just see where this comes from. This man is laser focused. He is not looking ahead. He is not getting caught ahead of himself. He is simply. Doing his job one day at a time, one training session at a time, one match at a time. And I think that is a big part of the success of this team this year uh, so far. So. Uh, We got some help also from uh, other results in the league this weekend, making Befica sit pretty nicely atop the table, atop atop the Liga. Portugal at this moment, but Roger Schmidt is not looking ahead. He's not going to get complacent. I truly believe this man is completely focused like I said laser focused and focused on his own team and not on the results that happen uh in other pitches with other teams and I think that is the way to take this team further and to keep pushing forward towards the ultimate objective which of course is the 38, 38 to lift the trophy one more time but there's a lot to play for we are winding down this first uh phase of the season as uh the break for the World Cup is now sort of, you know, within sight. We're looking at four more matches. Okay. Four more matches. We got Maccabi Haifa this Wednesday. And we've got Ishturil on Saturday, Sunday. We got them on the weekend. Um when I go over the fixture list later in the episode, I'll give you the exact date. But we got Ishturil coming up. And then next Wednesday, Ishturil again in the Portuguese Cup. That could be a a tricky matchup, giving them, you know, a three-day window to regroup or to adjust from whatever may or may not happen on the weekend's match. Uh, We'll have to see how that plays out. We'll have to see if any changes are made as a result. And uh, then the following weekend, the final match before the World Cup, um, it'll be the final league match, I should say, at home to Gilles Vicente. And then the World Cup players will leave. And the ones left behind will focus on the League Cup. My uh plans for the League Cup for the Thas of the Liga, not so sure yet. Again, this tournament has proven over the years to be incredibly difficult for me to watch. Uh without without some sort of illegal piracy uh streaming, you know, option. Really, they don't put it on they don't Market this league. They don't include it in the package to their international broadcasters, which is not smart on a World Cup year because I'm sure Goal TV is going to be hurting for content during the World Cup. They probably would love live matches to show, even if it is the League Cup. But uh, I don't believe that's part of the package, so it's going to be hard to to find. Um, I know the BTV matches are are audio only, so I'm not sure how much coverage I'm going to give to the, the League Cup, especially to the group stage that goes on during the World Cup. We'll see. We'll see what happens um, going forward. Maybe it'll just be quick recaps, quick, you know, five, ten-minute recaps of just some notes and stats and things that I can collect. Uh, We'll wait and see. Maybe it'll be one episode where I recap all three group stage matches, and then I'll take it from there. Not really sure. But what I will have during the World Cup break, however, which will keep going strong, is my new series, the new spinoff, if you haven't heard it yet, go back in the archives and take a listen. All right. I take you around Portugal to the small towns and cities all around the country. Some of the big cities, too. In the Liga 3, uh, I'll tell you you know, the results and give you coverage of the results in all of our hometowns or our ancestral hometowns for those of us born abroad. But anyone uh, who has any connection to Portugal has a hometown somewhere. And a lot of those hometowns have a team in the Liga 3, and every week I drop a Liga 3 in English, that's Liga 3 in English, uh, so I'll recap the league in a short format, about 20 minutes each week. I've already recorded this week's, so it's in the can, it'll drop Tuesday afternoon. Uh, it's scheduled to drop at noon of my time, so not sure. Anchor lately has been kind of slow at getting these these episodes published. I hit publish, and they're not showing up on the platforms like Apple and um and TuneIn and Audio, uh, sorry, Castbox and, and all the other uh iHeart Radio Audacity. Uh, Audacity um, audible all those other <laughs> all those other platforms they're not showing up on those platforms so much much later lately so i'm not sure when it's going to drop there but it will be available on spotify because anchor is owned by spotify it does go on spotify almost immediately so around noontime tuesday um by the time you listen to this it will probably be already out there that's Liga of english check it out okay let me know what you think also Uh, Dropping from last Sunday night, I did do a live watch-along on the Parking the Bus podcast. I did a little bit of a different format where I watched some Major League Soccer and MLS and Liga Imequi's action and reacted to it while recording the podcast. Haven't listened to it yet. Not sure what I think of it, um, but it's up. It's up on the PTB Media Network's feed on the Parking the Bus podcast feed. It's up on the YouTube page, so check it out. I'll probably drop it on this feed at some point later in the week. I'm not sure yet, but um, depends how I feel about the episode and whether or not I want to I wanna drop it here. But there's a lot of content, and during the World Cup, I'll obviously be doing a lot of World Cup-centric content on the PTV Media Network's YouTube page and on the Park in the Bus podcast. That's just a little programming note. Also coming on Tuesday, the women's football team. I know some of y'all are waiting for an update on the women's football team. Okay, they had a big, big match last week. In which I thought they played fantastically. Uh, they were really hard done, really unlucky to come away with a three-two loss. I've got a lot of thoughts on that, and I think I'm going to re- record that episode either Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay, um, with Benfica playing a big, they have a big matchup coming up on Tuesday, November the first, uh, against the Mayans. They're playing the fourth place side. Um, big results in the Liga BPI this weekend. Sporting lost to Sporting Braga. And therefore, if you can have a chance to join Braga, top of the table and put three points between themselves and Sporting before the women's derby, which is next week. Uh, So this is a very, very important matchup on Tuesday. The kickoff is a 1 p.m., a a strange 1 p.m. weekday kickoff, but it is a holiday in Portugal, as I understand. So it's a 1 p.m. weekday. Uh, weekday kickoff on tuesday the match will be live on Canalons. if you have it uh, you can check it out there that's 1 p.m uh, portuguese standard time which now eastern time here in the united states is 9 a.m because for this week we are four hours apart until daylight savings time kicks in here in north america it's already not daylight sorry daylight savings time ending here in North America next week, and it's already ended in Europe. So right now it's a four-hour difference. So keep that in note as well for Wednesday's Champions League match. If you could travel Israel to take on Maccabi Haifa with still a chance, and I don't think it's as small a chance as some people think it is, but still with a chance to win the group in the Champions League. If we can get a win and a little help from Juventus, they host PSG. We travel to Maccabi Obviously, uh, my plan is to have an episode out for you at the end of the week, recapping that match as well. So a lot of content coming your way on both the Mr. Benfica and the Parking the Bus feeds in the coming week. Okay. Uh, Quick shout outs and quick um, congratulations going out. First to the women's basketball team winning their first ever uh, European game on the road last, I believe they were in Luxembourg last week. As uh, the girls won on the road, it was a group stage game, and um, it's history for women's basketball at Bayfika. Congratulations to them. Also, congratulations in order to the men's volleyball team. They are in the group stage once again of the Champions League of volleyball. And lastly, Bayfika B picking up a huge win in the Liga Two this weekend beating first place Moreirense at the Seychelles 2-1. to Moreirense had been undefeated. Now, Moreirense will be an opponent for Benfica in the League Cup group stage. So that's an interesting uh, little dynamic. We'll see how the A-team does against them or what's left of the A-team during the World Cup, but a very, very good showing. Um, what's also important to note in this one was Lucas Verissimo played at center back, and he is uh, in the in comparison to the portuguese second division he is out of that world uh he's looking good he's coming back off that injury and i gotta give the man credit for being willing to go down to the b team to get his minutes i know he wants to get fit obviously and he doesn't want to sit on the bench he can see that the center back pairing right now in front of him is rock solid and seal tight and uh recognizing that and recognizing that he needs to play football uh accepting a call down a rehab trip if you will to Benfica B and playing very well and really helping, uh, being a huge part of that result and getting that big win for Benfica B over Moreirense. Also, Enrique Araujo and Paul Bernardo also made uh, impressions on that match. So again, the guy's not getting playing time in the first team, uh, getting playing time in the second team. That's very very important. And I don't know if this is Roger Schmidt's call, or if this is the players on their own recognizing the need to play and to get minutes, but. Uh, all around, I think things are just going well at Benfica. And you know what? When you're winning, people are happier and people are more willing to do their part, whether that's you know playing, playing just hard and training and pushing your teammates to be better or it's going down to the B team to get your minutes, to get your fitness, to get your touches, to get your match fitness, which is much different than training fitness. So I got to give credit to everybody involved at Benfica right now. The morale just seems so, so high at this club and, um it just I mean, I'm really actually disappointed that we have to stop for the World Cup. I'm not gonna lie. I wish that there was not a month break here because the way we're playing right now, I just want to keep playing I don't know what do you guys think I think most of you are gonna agree with me. I know most of the listening base and the fan base are not the biggest fans of the national team or of any national team and of international football in general this is very much a club football centric uh you know, listener base that I have, I'm in tune enough to, to put my finger on that pulse and, and understand that. Um, but really I am uh, disappointed that we're going to have to stop playing the way it's going right now. If we were struggling, if we were football club de Porto, with all due respect, this is not meant to be an insult or we were Spartan right now. I'd be counting the days to that world cup, uh, break and just trying to reset or refocus to, to get football off of the mind. So I think this break is really playing into our rivals and not into our favor. So that's I'm a little nervous about that going into it. But um, you'll hear later when I play some of the audio from the press conference. Roger was asked about this. Actually, I may not be playing this one. Uh, I'll just tell you what it is because I decided to not play the clip. I cut it to two clips, and this didn't make the cut. So I'll just talk about it. He was asked about going undefeated into the World Cup break, and if that's possible, and he said, "Of course, it's possible," but he's only looking at the next match. He's only looking as far as Maccabi Haifa right now, and um, he under he he knows better than anyone just how hard it is to win one match. You can't, you cannot, you know. Look ahead and start worrying about winning four matches. So that that's where Roger's at at the moment. That's where we're at at the moment. I'm the Mr. Mike Agostino, like you know. Follow the show on Twitter, at Mister on Instagram, at Mr. Bayfica, and on on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Mr. Don't forget to check out the homepage on the web. It's www.mrbayfica.com. I'm going to take a short break right here. And on the other side of Reconquista, we're going to get into Benfica versus Chaves, Liga Portugal B-Win round 11. This is Mr. Benfica. Yep. Reconquista. a duro. Temos muita história, mas ainda mais
1: Carrega Benfica, carrega Benfica, ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós. A fé que não se explica, carrega Benfica, carrega Benfica, ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós. A fé que não se explica, carrega Benfica, carrega Benfica, ouve a nossa voz.
0: O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega Benfica Carrega Benfica Ouva nossa voz O querer de todos
1: nós A fé que não se explica
0: And welcome back to Mr Benfica Episode 148 The Mr. Mike Augustinho back with you Let's get right into the match. Why don't we then? It is round eleven of the Liga Portugal. Benfica hosting Chaves, and the two teams uh, come into this match on well on different form. Benfica form, Benfica's form, as you know, is is up there. Uh, the Flavians come in on decent form as well. They've won, or they're they are unbeaten in three of their last five. But they're coming off a one nil loss on the road the previous week at. Portimonense. So here are the lineups for this one. As we said 54,990 in attendance at the de Luz. The referee is Luis Godinho and here are the lineups. We'll start with Xavs. They have Vitor in goal for their manager. Vitor Kampeluz is the manager. They're playing 4-3-3. The right back is João Correa, the Cape Verdean, 26-year-old, right back. Canada's captain, Canadian national team captain, on his way to the FIFA World Cup. Steven Vitoria, former Benfica player as well, 35 years old, now the the Luso-Canadian. Uh, he anchors the back line alongside Nelson Montt, 27-year-old Portuguese center back. And the left back is another Portuguese player. It's 24-year-old João Queiroz. Three men in midfield for Xavs. Guima is the anchor in the middle of the park. Playing in the number six position to his right is João Mendes. And to his left is João Teixeira. And the three in attack. The right-sided forward is Isa Abbas, the Ganyan 24-year-old. Forward uh partners with the striker Héctor Hernandez, a twenty-seven-year-old Spaniard. And the left sided forward is Yanni Arriba, another Spaniard, this one uh twenty years old, and he is on the loan from Real so for Benfica, they would counter that. Roger Schmidt sends out basically the, the only a couple small changes in the team. One small change in the team, I should say. Uh, that's different than what we've been seeing up to this point. Odie gets the starting goal once again. Uh, very much in form right now. Even his biggest detractors have to admit right now. Odi Olacodimos is in form. You may not like his foot game. You may not like the way he comes out. You may not like the way he plays crosses. But uh, all in all, he is... He is playing well for Benfica, especially in the Liga Portugal. Uh, He gets the start as he has all season. The right back is Alexander Ba. In the center of the defense, the captain, Nicolas Altamendi, partnering with his usual partner, the young, talented, now 19-year-old, Antonio Silva. Happy birthday to Tony Silva. And the left back, again, Mr. Reliable, just a fantastic season so far such a consistent season so far for alejandro grimaldo double pivot in midfield in this one we get a slight change uh florentino gets a break in this one he's he's replaced by the very much in form fred freddy ausness frederick Aushness. a lot of you just call him fred i call him ausness um he, he moves in. He takes uh, Tino's spot for this one and partners with Enzo Fernandez. And they are playing behind an attacking trio of David Nedge down the right. Rafa in the number 10 position. And João Mario also very much in form at the moment down the left. And the striker is Gonzalo Ramos. So there is Benfica's team. Again, one real change. Everything else pretty much the same as uh, we are used to seeing. And again, the crowd is rocking for this one. Uh, Mefica Nation is very, very optimistic right now. And Roger Schmidt would be asked about this if uh, if he understood the chance of Adamu 38 or we want the championship. You know, give me the 38 is the, the literal translation. And uh, you know, ever the, the cool man that he is, Roger Schmidt keeping expectations on the ground, keeping feet on the ground and not in the clouds on this team. And ultimately, I think that's going to be the the strength of this team going forward. Mefica have have uh, an opportunity already right in the second minute as Enzo Fernandez uh, finds Antonio Silva. He squares the ball to him. And as the young center back is making his way up the pitch, he fires a right-footed shot from the center of the box, but he misses to the left. And that was following a corner. Uh, but in the second minute, it this is when Befica are just so dangerous. And this is when it's not fun to be the opponent. It is in the second minute, and it is David Nedge David Netsch, the Brazilian, he gets his left foot on another rocket. He's assisted by Frederick Aushnus, And it is 1-0 to the good guys at the Stadio de Luge Netsch. Puts an absolute missile in the top corner from his left foot. uh, From outside the box, he puts it in the top left corner. No chance for Vitor. It is 1-0, Benfica. And you can just feel the momentum right there. And you know you've seen this before. When Benfica score early, they are one type of team. When they don't score early, they're a different type of team. But one thing that you have to admit this season is they have used multiple different ways to get the job done and what that ha- what what the result is is you have a fan base right now that is really confident and really on ease so when befica fall behind the crowd does not turn on them the crowd doesn't even get nervous and we've talked about this even in champions league action when we fall behind a goal to nil i'm not worried i'm not worried because this team has shown they're not like they're not like the Beficas of the last 3 seasons um they don't crumble. They stay strong. They stay mentally sharp, and they they get back into it. We've seen them win late. We've seen them win early. This is one of the games where Befica get a tally nice and early and take the lead. And then in the eighth minute, Rafa, using his pace, wins a free kick in the attacking third, and um, that leads to a free kick, and he does it again. It is Alejandro Grimaldo once again. Spanish left back. Yes, he's coming to the end of his contract. Roger was asked about that and he said flat out he hopes Grimaldo will stay with Benfica because he has played playing such a high level consistency consistently right now. And um, Grimaldo takes a beautiful left-footed free kick and he puts it in the top left corner once again beating Vitor again. 10 minutes in, Benfica are ahead 2-0. And it's a more of the same throughout the first half. Um, we get more opportunities in the 20th minute. We get an opportunity here. It is it is Rafa this time getting a right-footed shot from the center of the box. But it is blocked by one of the many uh, shops players that are in the box at the point. Trying to close down the shooting lanes. He had been set up by Grimaldo. Uh, Antonio Silva wins a free kick in the 22nd. He's fouled by João Quiroz, averting any kind of danger. Great, calm, under-control play by the 19-year-old center-back. In the 29th, Benfica nearly get a third. Gonzalo Ramos here with the header from very close range, but he misses left. He gets on the end of a cross from David Nersh. And uh, again, some criticism for the youngster, but again, He's a young player. He's very green and I think he's trending in the right direction. I really do. And obviously um, you know, it's, I've said it before and some of the, the independent guys have said this before. When you look back at Roger Schmidt's teams over his careers, his strikers are almost never top goal scorers in his team. His strikers do diff- are asked to do different functions in his teams. That does not excuse the squandered opportunities for, from Gonzalo Rambush, but uh, the reason he remains in the lineup and the reason I don't think Roger Schmidt is going to get another another striker is because he's doing the things that the manager wants that other players even if they can uh do you know do more in front of goal they can't do on the on the pressing side of the ball and the press is so important to the identity of this team that I don't think Roger Schmidt is gonna go 90 minutes with a striker that can't press and that isn't that doesn't have the motor to go and go and go and go and keep going the way that Gonzalo Rambush can. Does that mean I wouldn't take a, a traditional box-presence striker on this team? You bet I would. Uh, the one thing this team could use, in my opinion, is a couple more players with different skill sets. on For those occasions, to add depth, first of all, and for those occasions when you have to change the way you play because there are matches where the opponent does have you figured out and you have to change something and that's when you want a big strong striker a finisher as as many fans want a guy who just scores goals a, a cardozo type cardozo's going to ha- a cardozo type is going to have a hard time playing in this system but there are moments when you have to change the system and i would totally be in favor of bringing in a guy like that the problem is where they're not that easy to find and if you are a a true out and out number 9 i don't know how willing you are to come to play in a system like this because well you're gonna be asked to do a lot defensively. You're gonna be asked to press the ball. You're gonna be asked to run a lot. You're not gonna be asked to just sit, you know, and poach goals. Um but maybe there's one out there with a I would say a good a good um uh, characteristic or a good a good uh prototype for what we need is a guy that maybe is a little more experienced Um, a guy who's been around, who knows his way around the penalty area, you know what I mean, and who who only needs one opportunity or two opportunities to score, obviously, but maybe is not a 90-minute player anymore. I think that could be very, very useful because, like I said, a guy like that comes in handy in those matches when things are just not going well, when it's, you know, the opponents cut out everything you've thrown at them and they have completely, you know, they've completely neutralized your, your press or they've they've just bypassed it by playing long, forcing you to build up out of the back. We've seen Benfica have to win that way, and they've struggled to get goals more that way. That's where I would uh, like to see maybe a more prolific striker, but in the majority of the matches where Benfica want to be pressing, where they want to be pushing, it's going to be Gonzalo Ramos. As much as people want to see somebody else, it's going to be him at the end of the day. Uh, I don't think... Roger Schmidt is bringing in a forward that can't press, and and taking out the one that can. At the end of the day, he chose this striker over the all of the ones we have. And at the end of the day, um, yes, you you win the game by scoring goals. Nobody advocates that more than me. But I'm telling you, uh, again, I'm not the manager. Roger Schmidt is, and I've got a sense of what I think he wants and what he has shown uh, to want, and. There's a reason it's Gonzalo Ramos playing all the time. Uh we move forward. We go to the 31st and we see Auschnes and Otamendi go in the book. Auschnes for a foul Otamendi for descent as Goudinho is up to his usuals. But in the ensuing free kick we get a save from Odiseas which was huge keeping it 2-0 as Joao Mendes has a right footed shot from the out from just outside the box and Odie goes to the bottom right corner to make a fantastic save. A minute later, another save um, from point-blank range in the center of the box. Odie saves one from Hector Hernandez and puts it out for a corner. Keraj uh would take the corner, but it is cleared. We come down the other way, and Gonzalo Ramos is fouled by João Correa, setting up a free kick, but nothing comes of it this time. However, we move forward to the 37th minute. And I just spent about two minutes talking about this guy, but he gets on the score sheet again. He adds another, and it is Gonzalo Rambush scoring once again for Benfica, making it 3-0 and in the process getting his seventh league goal of the season. I believe his 11th in all competitions as he he does this one on his own. Puts it in. Benfica lead 3-0 as we get closer and closer to halftime. The Luge is on its feet. They know this has the potential to be one of those games and listen, this is a good Shavsh team. This is not an easy opponent. This is a team that has already taken points from Porto and has beaten Sporting. This is not your average promoted side. Uh, this is a very strong, experienced group of Chaves. So Benfica making life much easier for themselves, getting three here in the first half, nearly making it four in the forty, in the fortieth. Joao Mario with a left-footed shot from the left side of the box, close but misses in the top left corner. A yellow card to Guima of Shavz in the forty-first minute for a foul uh, against Joao Mario and it is, a, it's another direct free kick for Grimaldo. This one is just a tad bit too high A left footed shot from just outside of the box. Goes just high. We go in and we get to halftime and Befica lead 3-0 at the half at the at the start of the second half. We have a substitution for Vitor Compelos as he subs off uh he subs off Hector Hernandez and replaces him with the Brazilian Juninho, 25-year-old, uh, mid-right uh, winger from um, for Chaves, I should say, comes in, as does another Brazilian, a 27-year-old left winger, Euler. He replaces Isa Abbas. Those are two substitutions at halftime for Forchavs. Dramadio nearly makes it four at the start of the second half. It's a 46-minute right-footed shot from outside the box but it is, bl- it is blocked by Nelson Mont and goes out for a corner. Moving along now, we go to an attempt for, for Shavs here in the 50th. Joan Correa, uh, right-footed shot from the right side of the box, but he misses to the right. Uh, he was getting on the end of a cross from Euler. Euler will win a free kick in the 51st, fouled by Alexander Ba. Nothing, though, comes from the free kick as it's played into the area. And Paulo Vitor is blown for offside. The referee or the referee's assistance flag goes straight up and there's nothing there. in uh, The 54th, it's Benfica's turn to be offside. Uh, David Neres plays a through ball through, but Auschnitz is just offside. Enzo uh, thought he had scored. We all thought Enzo had scored in the 54th. A brilliant shot. Into the top right corner from Enzo. However, David Nadej was ruled to be offside by a minimal, minimal amount there. On a on an original ball that was knocked out wide to the touchline. Nadej would control it and work the ball back towards the middle before it gets squared for Enzo Fernandez. And he sees his brilliant goal negated. And it remains 3-0. 61st, it's it's Nerj again trying to get at it, and he is fouled once again by Joan Querós. As Shab will go to the bench in the 63rd, and so will Benfica. So we got a, a slew of uh, substitutions. First, Chaves sends on Luther Singh. He replaces Jonathan Arriba, while uh, Florentino Luiz comes on in the 63rd to replace João Mario. The the Portugal international gets himself a well-earned rest after another hour on the pitch in this one. And, um, you know, he gets his legs freshened up and it gets ready. Looking forward to Maccabi Haifa on Wednesday. Florentino gets a run out to make sure he stays sharp. I like the way that uh, the squad rotation is going right now. You're never out of it for too long. Roger doing a great job with that. And Alexander Ba is also subbed in the in the 63rd minute, replaced by the one and only Gilberto Carlos. Lava you, Gilberto. Lava you, Gilberto. <laughs> and uh, it's more of the same from Benfica, just dominant play, uh, getting a lot of the chances. João Menz does get one against uh, the run of play as he gets into the attacking half, but he is fouled by Gonzalo Ramos. And then another substitution for Benfica here. Double substitution in the 72nd, as we see Diogo Gonçalves replace David Nerj, and we see Peter Musa replace Gonzalito Ramos. As it's like for like switches, sort of. <laughs> Neres, there's no like for like with Neres, but uh, it is a, you know, a wide midfielder for a true winger here or an outside forward, but at the striker position. It's 1-for-1. It's a 9-for-9 a in this system as Musa replaces Ramos. Uh, Benfica continue to, to work the ball and continue to create opportunities. And Shavs will make a double substitution in the 76th. On comes Eduardo Borges for Guima. And on comes Bernardo Souza for João Mendes. And then Benfica would find it again if we move forward to the 70th. Otamendi tries to get his name on the score sheet. As he gets on the end of a cross from Enzo Fernandez, uh, but his header from the center of the box is saved in the bottom right corner by Vitor. Uh, one minute later, it's Rafa's turn. He thought he had scored from very close range, but he misses uh, to the right, getting on the end of a cross from Diogo Gonçalves. Diogo Gonzalez gets himself an opportunity in the 79th. Right footed shot from the right side of the box, saved in the center of the goal by Vitor. Finally, in the 81st, the breakthrough. As Enzo plays a brilliant, brilliant ball, feeds it into Petr Musa, and Musa takes a right footed shot from the center of the box to the bottom right corner. It's 4 0 Benfica. Three points are in the bag now. There is no doubt anymore, and it is party time at the Stadio de Luz. We, we already knew Porto had dropped points at this point, and f- what I like a lot about this performance is this team. Did not tighten up, did not tense up, did not, you know, play down to the level of their competition. As we've seen so many times when we find out that our rivals drop points and we have a chance to either close down uh, a rival's lead or open up ours, you know, put space between us. Befica feeling very, very confident right now. And and uh, obviously, Porto is is going through a tough spell right now. Um, I think I lost, I lost some friends last week with what I said about football club de Porto. I'm not gonna lie. Um, uh, some people suggesting I maybe crossed the line calling their fan base Neanderthals. But listen, this is that's my belief. That's my opinion. I have a right to it. And if that offends you, well, that you know, that's uh, you shouldn't be offended so easily. That's what I say. Um, again. Uh, this is a podcast for Benfica nation, and if you're not a Benfica fan and you're listening, well, you're welcome, but you may not like everything I have to say. But I'm I'm being honest, I'm being true, and that is what I feel about Porto fans as fans. I'm not talking about them as people, I'm talking about them as fans, and uh, the same old story of the excuses of centralismo and contra tudo contra todos. Whatever it is they say, it just it doesn't it falls on deaf ears. It makes no sense. And finally, and you know it's it, it's great to to get even more space between them. I mean, had we lost that match at the Ladrone, we could have been level on points, which would have put them ahead of us on head to head. Instead, now a week later, we're looking back at them. They are eight points back. They're not even in second anymore. This season is long from over. I am not saying we have won anything yet. No, Benfica is. Anyone who says that we are is not listening is hoping that's what we're saying because nobody is saying, but it is nice to be eight points ahead at this stage. Still very early. We're a third of the way through the season now, and um, again, because I'm not Roger Schmidt, I can say that it's important to get through the rest of these matches before the World Cup break without dropping any points the fixture list. Gets very difficult when we come back from the World Cup. We start right off on the road at Braga. Okay, so it's very important to not drop any points between now and then. Um, but Roger Schmidt, intelligently, and if I was the manager, I'd be saying, and belie- and, and thinking and believing the same thing, you got to take it one match at a time. But as a fan, I can say um, life will be much easier if we get through these the rest of these matches before the World Cup break with all victories. One more would go for Benfica. Um, We would get a a substitution in the 89th. On comes Chiquinho. Auschines comes off to an ovation. And moments later, just after the 90-minute mark, it's actually at 90th plus three. Uh, A brilliant shot. Some good ball work. The ball gets worked down the right. It finds its way to Gilberto, who takes a left-footed shot from outside the box. The goalkeeper apparently gets a hand to it. It goes off the bar, but it comes right to Rafa Silva, who was dying for a goal, who is in fantastic form. I have never seen Rafa so happy. He's always such a, he is an expressionless player 99% of the time. You almost never see facial expressions from Rafa Silva. He scores this one as it comes down off the bar. He heads it into the goal and picks up a goal for himself. And he is all smiles. And this man is loving his football right now. You can see he has zero regrets about about uh, walking away from the national team right now. Just playing the football of his career right now. I really think he is in the highest form he has ever been. And um, the only pity or the only downside is it's going to stop for a month here. Um, at least at, at you know, league football is going to stop for a month. And. When you're playing the way we're playing and some of these players are, including Rafa, I just want to keep on playing and keep riding that wave. But Rafa makes it 5-0 to Benfica, picks up his fifth, if I'm not mistaken, of the season. And that will shortly thereafter, Goudinho will blow his whistle three times for full-time. Benfica, 5-0, Benfica take all three points home in this one and make it. 31 points now from 11 matches, 10 victories, and 1 draw. Let's look at some stats real quick. Benfica with 65% of the possession with an XG of 3.68. So Benfica outperforming their expected goals. Shavs has a 0.87 XG with 35% possession. 18 total shots for Benfica, 6 big chances, and 565 complete passes. With a 93% pass efficiency for Benfica. Fantastic statistic. They really, really were comfortable in this match. And Benfica really played the football they wanted to play. Shabsh a little bit helpless to try to stop it. Um, Just a fantastic, fantastic uh, football match. As Benfica even going 82% on accurate long balls. 27 accurate long balls. And it's, it's a very, very good afternoon for Benfica. let's now look at the rest of the results in the liga portugal for this round 11 as we will we will start obviously with this one as we just recapped Benfica winning five to nil overshops elsewhere in the liga portugal we'll go We'll backtrack a little to Friday in the battle of the two teams at the bottom of the table, an absolute six-pointer in the battle to avoid relegation. de Ferreira hosting Maritimu, and it is the side from Madeira, the Madeira Island side, the Madeirans, with the victory, their first of the season on the road, thanks to a goal from Asus Ramirez, and Maritimu take Three points home from Passos de Freira with a 1-0 victory. Saturday's matches started in the Surge in Punta Delgada. It is Santa Clara 1, a football club de Porto 1. Mefica 5, Chaves 0, like we said, at the Luge. And then at, in the nightcap, Aroca 1, Sporting 0. Aroca's goal coming from João Basu. And it's, it's really crunch time. At uh at the Alvalad, I think on the other side of the Skun Surklad, they are starting to get worried. Ruben Amorini saying in the post game press conference that uh that you know he's not even looking at the table anymore. And um that's when you when you're in this type of a funk in this type of form, that is the correct approach. Sundays matches now. Bovista two, Vizela two, Portimonense one, Istrio one. Casa Pia 1, Rio Ave 0, Gil Vicente 0, Sporting Braga 1. Earlier today, a Minho derby at the Dom Afonso Henriques in Uberso de Portugal, in the cradle of Portugal. Vitória Guimarães 3, family count 2, big win for the Conquistadores. Now, looking at the table, Benfica top, like we said, 31 points. From 11 matches, now officially the best attack in the Liga Portugal with 29 goals and the best defense with only five goals allowed. Braga moved to second place. They have 25 points, six back. Porto third, now they drop with 23 points from 11 matches. Casapia continuing their run. They are fourth right now with 20 points. Same number of points as fifth place. And Vitoria Guimarães should have climbed the table and into those top five spots. Right now, Sporting are in sixth. They have 19 points from 11 matches. Bovista, seventh, with 17 points. Istoril have 16, as do Portimorenz and Aroca. In 11th, it's Chaves with 15. Vizela are 12th with 12 points. Riuav, also on 12 points in 13th. Famalicão have 10 from 11 matches. Santa Clara, nine. They're out of the drop zone and out of the playoff zone now. New into the relegation playoff zone is 16th place. Gilvi Vicente, they also have 9 points from 11 matches. Maritibu moved closer to that, that playoff spot, picking up 3 points on the road at Paso Ferreira, getting out of the basement, and they now have 5 points, while Paso Ferreira are in the bottom position, uh, 18th place on 2 points. Let's hear from Roger Schmidt now. Uh, here is... Roger Schmidt talking about, uh, he's talking to the reporter in the post-game press conference. And this, this particular was a question, let me see here, this was particularly a question about going undefeated until the World Cup. Let's hear what the German manager had to say. Uh, Mr. Roger, good night, Paolo Amore, Bolanarede. This is the 70th victory of this season and uh, I ask you if you think that it's possible to arrive to the break
1: for the World Cup without losing. Thank you. Yeah, for me. I think it's possible to, if we prepare us very well and recover very well, it's possible to play a good game in Maccabi and um, not um, to lose and go for the win uh, if it is uh, possible so that's our next goal to i don't like to talk about uh, four games in a row so that's not my 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 job and it's your job to 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 talk about these topics but in my opinion i i know how difficult it is to to win each single each single game and um in Maccabi is very difficult. It's not easy to travel there and to in the in the stadium. the fans are very enthusiastic, so I think what we need now is to fully focus on on this game and then step by step, we try of course, always our best in in each game, but um yeah, I think everything is possible on Tuesday or well, Wednesday. So
0: there you have it from Roger Schmidt talking about going undefeated until the World Cup, and he tells her right away that uh he's only looking at basically he's only looking as far. ...as the next match, and that is the correct approach. Obviously, everyone says about it. It's very hard to actually think it, and it's very hard to actually focus. A lot of times people know what to say, but do they really do what they say? And with Roger Schmidt, I have 100% confidence and belief that he does exactly what he says he's doing. Um, it is hard to win each match. You don't, win to, you don't go 21 matches unbeaten to start the season uh, if you're not taking each and every match seriously. And uh, I fully expect a well-prepared Benfica in Haifa on Wednesday trying to go after another win, trying to continue the winning run and trying to to put pressure on PSG to make sure they get the result. Um, If not, we can win the group and avoid some of the heavy hitters in the round of 16, which would be fantastic for Benfica in this year's edition of the Champions League. Uh, Lastly, you're going to hear one last comment here where... uh, where he gets asked a similar quite A lot of the questions were about this, actually. But uh, the reporter asks him if he's learned any Portuguese and if he heard the singing of the fans asking for a championship. She didn't really articulate. I I could understand what she was trying to say. I don't know to what level her English is, but uh, she didn't really fully articulate what she, she was trying to ask him. English is not his first language, so I don't know how well he understood the question. But uh, he she meant to ask about uh, if he knew that the crowd was singing, asking for the thirty-eight, the 38th title. But uh, he gives another stellar answer. Have a listen right here to Roger Schmidt.
1: Hi, Roger. Uh, Beatriz Marques, Sport TV. It looks uh, like easy for you and for Benfica. I don't know if you already know some Portuguese words, but Benfica fans today sang uh, a song that asked Benfica to be a champion. They can really dream about it. I know that we are in October. Yeah, yeah. of course they, they dream about it and I think we do our uh, best to, to make them happy and to make them proud of their club. So we know that so many people in, uh, in Lisbon, but also in Portugal and also all over the world, they are very enthusiastic with this football club and that's our big, big um, goal to make these, uh, these people be people uh, happy by playing good football but especially also to win prizes so it is our clear goal to win prizes this season and we are working very hard um, between the matches and also on the pitch when we have to play matches and I think um, yeah I hope that we can continue on this level and that we have chances um, is, is very clear so I think we play good and we play like a team who has uh, who has also the the quality to to become champion but um, I think is is not a third of the of the of the season is played so it's 11 match days there so 23 more matches to play so at the end uh, everything is still possible but at the moment I think we play on a reliable uh, high level and if we are able to continue then we have chances to win the prize
0: so there you have it from the manager himself. It is about winning prizes to him as well, and uh he does it is early, but he understands the type of, of club he's at, and he knows that the the supporters want as he called them prizes he wants to win titles, he knows we want titles, and he is not gonna back down as i I think we have the right man for the job. I think that's easy to say now, but I feel good that I said that in the beginning, I really thought he was gonna be the right man but even for me this is working out and starting even better than I could have imagined and like he said he had no expectations so he wasn't sure what to expect because he looks at this one match at a time you cannot you can't look ahead too much there and um, yeah it's it, it's amazing and we can we're all getting excited obviously we can all feel it but we all know too i don't think anybody for for a moment is getting complacent not in the fan base not in the club you just get the sense that everybody is on top of their game right now everybody's focused everybody is doing their job and plans to continue to do so for the foreseeable future one day at a time until we get to the end here 23 matches to go so it's no time to start celebrating our rivals want want to believe that we're celebrating. That's why Serge Concession says the things he does, that his players don't celebrate wins. They celebrate objectives or whatever he said. And they're critical that we're acting like we won a championship because our players are celebrating in the locker room. When they know it is par for the course, it is it, it is precisely normal in these rivalry matches, in these classic in the derbies. When, one te- when it's not a draw and a team wins, that team celebrates in the locker room. It could be the first match of the season. It doesn't matter. There was nothing abnormal about the way Befica composed themselves. And there's been nothing abnormal about the way Befica have behaved this season. And the very much more mature, more professional approach the team and the club as a whole is just showing this season. Before we go, let's take a look at the leaders in the league right now. All right, we're going to go to the scoring le- uh, leaders. And now Befica with the honor of having places one and two in the race for the Golden Boot. Saul Ramush leads the way now with seven goals. He's top of the table. Rafa is right behind him with six. I had said he had five. It actually turns out he has six goals, the same as, as Gil Vicente's front and Sporting's pot. Abdul Aziz Yakubu is next with five, as is Simone Banza. And the Persian pool diver also with five. And then a whole slew of players, including David Nedge and João Mario with four goals. The fixture list now for next week for round 12. Kicking off on Friday, November the 4th, the, the penultimate round before the World Cup break. Gilles Vicente host. Porto B or Portimones, as we call them. Um, well, Porto B is what I call them. Portimones is their official name. They play Friday, 4 15 Eastern Time. That is an 8 15 kickoff in Portugal. On Saturday, 11.30 30 AM Eastern Time, 3 30 PM Portuguese Standard Time. Up north, it is Vizela hosting Roca. Then at, at 6 PM Portuguese Time, 2 PM Uh, Eastern time, 11 Pacific, Porto host last place Pasos de Ferreira. Fully expect them to get back to their winning ways. If they don't win that, come on now. If they don't win that, there will be a riot in Porto, no doubt about it. Uh, Sporting will close out Saturday's action at home in the nightcap. An 8.30 p.m. kickoff uh, in Lisbon with 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. That is Spartan hosting Vitoria Guimarães in a battle of sixth, hosting fifth. That could be an interesting matchup next week as the pressure uh, continues to mount for Ruben Amouri and for his players, despite their good form in Europe. And um, by then, they, well, we'll know for sure, but they very possibly could be uh, another team that has booked its, its place in the round of 16 of the UEFA Champions League. We are very close to having three Portuguese teams in the last 16 of the Champions League. That is mind-boggling to me. Um, uh, I don't know that it says as much about the league as people want it to be. The league is very top heavy, but it's still a a momentous uh, occasion for, for fans of Portuguese football. If you're a fan of a club, I don't you're not celebrating your rivals' uh, success in Europe and your rivals winning money and keeping pace with you financially. Uh, that's that's not what I'm... I'm certainly not celebrating that, but you have to give credit where credit's due, and it looks like it could very well happen. Uh, Sporting only need a draw at home against Eintracht Frankfurt this week to make that happen, but we'll see what they have left when they take on Vitor gimenez on Saturday. Sunday, four matches on the docket starting with a 3.30 p.m. Uh, Portuguese time. Now, again, Sunday, uh, Daylight Savings Time will have ended as it ends Saturday into Sunday for us here in North America. So it's back to a five-hour difference from the East Coast, eight-hour difference from the West Coast. Riwab hosting Boa Vista. That's a 10.30 a.m. Eastern time kickoff, 3.30 p.m. Portuguese time, as I said. And then at oh, at 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m., uh, Portuguese. It is Braga hosting uh, Casa Pia at the Padreira, at the Quarry. And Maritimo hosting Kong at the same time. And then the nightcap on Sunday. We got the last game of the night on Sunday. It's at 8.30pm Portuguese Standard Time, 3.30pm Eastern Time, 12.30pm Pacific, Istoril and Nelson Verissimo hosting Benfica at the João Mata Quimbra. I think it's called. Double check that. I believe that's the name of this. Yes, the Antonio Quimbra, sorry, at the Antonio Quimbra da Mata Stadium in Istoril. As uh, Benfica make the short trip over to Istoril, necessary three points, a massive matchup, especially because Benfica will will face them again just a few days later in the Portuguese Cup. And the round will close on Monday, November the 7th, up north in Trasmos. It will be Chaves hosting the Bravos of the, the Azorians, the Santa Clara, making the long trip from the islands all the way to the northernmost parts of continental Portugal. This could be a very good game as well. Chaves are going to look to rebound, while Santa Clara are going to look to keep the momentum going. That's going to do it, everybody, for this episode of Mr. Bayfica. This has been episode 148. Like I said, I'll be back in about a day or two, uh, and you will have uh, episode 149. We'll be talking about the women's team, and I'll break down their last three matches. By then, it'll be the last three matches, two in the League of EPI, and a, and a tough but, but valiant effort against Bayern Munich in the Women's Champions League. That's coming up real soon, and, of course, I'll be back even later in the week. To break down the Maccabi Haifa Benfica Champions League match day six matchup. So for the PTB Media Network and for Mr. Benfica the Mr. Benfica feed, this is the Mr. Mike Agustin signing off for this one. And I hope to see you again soon. And make sure you check out Liga 3 English. It should be up now wherever you are listening by the time you hear this. All right, that's it. Benfica, Forza Benfica, hashtag we Hashtag we are Bayfica, excuse me. And of course, most importantly, this season's official hashtag, if you will, courtesy of Roger Schmidt. Hashtag if you love football, you love Bayfica. See you next time, everybody.
1: Uh, uh, that good trip. That 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 spit that good chip that you spit you spit that music they use me, use me. I hate the music business, the way your bullies gifted. All the switch from being honest to cool and distant, new but not truly different. We got a ruling really misfits, players and jocks, while we playing the part of the coolest bitches. Ain't a high school movie, had a brace like 2 when the news hit them, only if you will listen. Cause there ain't nothing new about the facts of life, dudes do, so why don't you sit calm? If the shoe fits on, why don't you kick some? Huh, that good shit that you spit, amusement fun. They get you sick for two spins at music 101. It gets fun in the club, I'm done. Unless I go numb, make my flow dumb, go write a hit song called Fight over Run. So many idols come, so many idols go, but in the end, man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.